Back at my first pastorate, in, it was in Jervis in 2007. I was also teaching at Mount Angel Seminary as a professor of theology. And it was in that time in Jervis where I learned how hard farmers worked and farmhands. They work really hard. That parish was primarily farmers and, and migrant workers from Mexico. And so, uh, so think, thinking of that and keeping that in mind, our, um, our gospel today gives us another agrarian parable, right? Last week, we were talking about the soil, the quality of the soil of our hearts. This week, we're invited to look upon this field that has good wheat in it and weeds. Now, there's many different aspects we could, we could take from this parable, but I just want to hone in on one of them, which is to focus on the farmer and how we can cooperate with him as good wheat. So you think about the, the farmer. He's worked really hard to, to create this harvest, and then the weeds start showing up. And the, think of it, just, just notice his reaction, right? His servants want to get in there and pull it all up and, and fix it. The, the farmer has this kind of calm attitude towards it. In fact, it even suggests he's not really that surprised that an enemy has come to, to destroy the savage try to sabotage his crop. He's not the least bit dis disconcerted. And, and this, as, you, as we get revealed for us in, later on in this passage, is that Jesus is saying that the Son of Man is the good farmer. It's God. He is the farmer. And so what the, the, the parable is suggesting is that God in his providence, then the power of his patient love, the fact that he's lenient, that he judges in clemency, that he is all-powerful, can use everything, even the bad things that happen, even things that are done maliciously, to some greater purpose, to bring about a greater good, to bring about, uh, has a perfecting purpose to it. He has the care of all, every situation, every circumstance, every moment. And this farmer, he's not afraid, he's not worried, he's not discouraged, he's patient and he's love. He knows that his power and the power of good is infinitely greater than anything the enemy can do. Evil is by its nature weak because it depends upon the good to exist. That the good can exist all on its own and the good can overcome the evil. But what this does mean, though, in the, in the farmer letting the weeds grow with the wheat, is that the wheat is going to have to struggle with the weeds, struggle against them. And the struggle can be hard and challenging, right? We can be like, Lord, why, why the weeds? You look out into the world, why are there so many weeds? We look into the church, why are there so many weeds? We look in here, why are there so many weeds? But the eyes of the farmer are on the wheat. He wants the wheat saved. He wants it to mature and to bear fruit. And this brings us to our cooperation with the farmer. I think the, whether we cooperate with the good farmer to become good plants to, to, to uh, ripen to an abundant harvest is, and to attain eternal life really depends on us and upon our fundamental attitude toward life and ultimately toward God. It's a fundamental attitude, and it's this. Resentment 
or gratitude? What's my fundamental attitude towards life? Resentment or gratitude? How do we approach the field of our heart, that of the church, that of the world, when we see all the weeds? How do we face the challenges and evils in life? How do we deal with the weakness and the sinfulness of ourselves and the weaknesses and sinfulness of others? It comes down to this, resentment or gratitude. So let's look at resentment first. Resentment builds when we perceive that we're not being treated right or fairly. It's anger that is hardened, that we harbor resentment, right? We kind of gather it in. Bad things happen to us sometimes through our own weakness and sinfulness, sometimes through the weakness and sinfulness of others. But uh, as the, uh, the, the, the psychologist and one of the great social commentators of our time is Dr. Jordan Peterson, he says actually resentment can give us some good information. Because what it's basically saying, if we have resentment, it's because we have not properly dealt with our anger about something. And he says it's either two things. One is, is that we have not stood up properly to the evil that is harming us, letting our or other bad, others' bad action dominate us. We need to confront some evil, and we haven't yet, and we need to do that. Or, he says, the other thing is that we don't really recognize how good we have it, and that we're being immature, and we need to grow the heck up and stop complaining. Because resentment is harmful. It's harmful physically, because it's a very stressful emotion, but it's also harmful spiritually. Because, because what resentment does is it, is it strengthens our selfishness. Our selfishness is reinforced, we feel sorry for ourselves, we become bitter, we brood over the perceived wrong. And this is something that we see with psychopaths and school shooters and abusers almost universally have spent much time brooding over resentment. We can become bitter towards God, blaming him for our misfortune as Cain did. We grow up to be selfish and entitled that the world owes us. And this becomes the seedbed in our souls for evil. Resentment leads to malevolence. And we close ourselves off to help. So what am I resentful about? Who am I resentful towards? The opposite is gratitude. It, this is the life-giving stance in life. Gratitude works against resentment. And if we want our lives to change, let's start being grateful. And think about it, that we are made for gratitude. Why? Because we're made in the image of the Son, of God the Son. God the Son, from all eternity, is gratitude. Even though he's co-equal with the Father, co-eternal, he's consubstantial with the Father, that from all eternity he is one act of thanksgiving to the Father grateful for being the only begotten son. He sees himself as his entire being as being received from the Father. 
So the structure of his being as God the Son is gratitude. And we're made in that same pattern. We're an image of who he is. And so we're made for gratitude. And you think about it, it's because none of us created ourselves. Our being is completely received. Right? We're not begotten like, the son, like God the Son. We're born, we come into being. But thanks be to God for his love and for the yes of our parents on some level that brought us into being. So when we are grateful, and you may have had this experience too, when you're truly grateful about something, inside you feel this lift happening, an, in, an intensity of the light. Why? Because that's the structure of our being, and it's being confirmed and enlivened by the gratitude. Resentment deforms us. Gratitude confirms us and makes us grow and mature into the ripe wheat. So let's think about what we should be grateful for. Like spouses, have you expressed your gratitude to your spouse lately for loving you, being there for you? Kids, have you expressed gratitude to your parents for what they provide for you in that love? Are we grateful to the Lord, the fact that he has died for our sins and that he has risen? Are we grateful to the fact that we actually know Jesus Christ? As the, and the greatest thing possible that could, that could happen to us in life is to be saved by him. Even in the hard things, right, even in the crosses of life, we can be grateful because Christ is with us. And he is working his passion, death, and resurrection into our nature. And so there's nothing that we can't be grateful for, even, in, even when we're struggling against the wheat. Now, I was thinking about this. Children, I'm talking to you right now. So say that you have done something wrong and you got caught and you got disciplined for it. Right? You lost your privileges on the, on the iPad or, or you got grounded. Have you ever gone back to your dad or your mom and you say, thank you, I needed that? <laughs> that would be some mature fruit, right? That would be some maturity. And gratitude helps us to forgive. It opens us up for help that we are not on our own as St. Paul just told us, the Spirit comes to the aid of our weakness so that we can face the dragons in life, not by ourselves, but with God and others. And together, that's we hunt them down and we defeat them. So how often am I grateful? Everything that happens in the day can be an occasion of gratitude. And this is what we're doing right now the Mass, the Eucharist. This is what it becomes to be a Eucharistic person, a man or woman or child of gratitude. Because here, the Eternal Son brings us into his relationship with the Father, that he offers his once and for all sacrifice for us, and that he pours himself out into us, that we can respond with that same gratitude to the Father.
So gratitude is how we cooperate with the good farmer, how we remain to become good wheat and struggle fruitfully against the weeds to become Eucharistic and to grow in the likeness of God himself. Amen.